live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Just about 12 minutes after 7 on this Wednesday morning. Great to be with you. You Now, how did this even enter your radar here? Because a study was released on this. How often do you communicate with the dead, Vince? Well, now... What do you mean communicate with? Every, we've all lost important people Interacted in our lives. Interacted with. Interacted with? No. I've looked looked up and called on dead relatives to help me okay. do this or that. Or, you know, can you give me strength? Or maybe, you know, you've lost your mother or your father and you mm. say, you know, boy, maybe you're talking to them at the gravesite or in a, in a moment this where you a need help. Different. Is that what you're talking no, about? No, Everybody no, does no, that, right? I see dead people. No, this is okay, different. No, I don't see dead people. <laughs> all right. So according to this, this is a Pew Research study, 53% of Americans have reported being visited by a dead relative in dreams or some other form. Hang on. Visited by. Yes. That's different than saying, boy, dad, I sure miss you. But uh, dreams don't surprise me. I'm surprised it's that low, actually. I think, like, don't we all dream about someone who's gone at some point or another? But listen to what they said. Have I dreamt about people I've lost? Of course, we all have, but... Visited by. Visited by seems to imply that that person is deliberately in our dreams trying to send us some sort of message. So 44% of respondents said they've experienced at least one of three encounters in the past year. Feeling a dead relative's presence, telling a late family member about their lives, or having a deceased relative communicate with them. Actually talk to them. Certainly could have used the help. (laughs) <laughs> sure. All right. So let me ask you this. Which gender do you think is more likely to feel the presence of a dead relative? I was my knee jerk reaction was going to say women. Correct. Yes. Why would you say women? I think they're just more typically more emotionally connected to people. Right, more open to having received that communication. Debbie, have you ever made pot or pottery? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Two <Are> different you... <laughs> questions. <laughs> I think she's working. Uh, 40, let's see, 41% of women are likely to have reported feeling the presence of a dead relative versus 27% of men. This just in on the old National Bank talk and text line. Talk to me, Goose. I mean, it's right there Does for you. Does that count? Right. Sure. Goose talked to him, did he? No. We don't know what he was hearing in his brain. Can do so much. I see dead people. Sports is up next. It's brought to you by Wisconsin Harley Davidson in Oconomowoc, your destination dealer. It's still summer in Wisconsin, and Wisconsin Harley-Davidson in Oconomowoc has you covered for fun in the sun. From bike nights to Saturday rides or maybe just some retail therapy like a new motorcycle or just a little something for yourself, there's always something going on. Check out Wisconsin Harley-Davidson at WISHD.com and like and follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and online at WISHD.com. Don't just see the world, feel it. Right here, right now. Wisconsin Harley-Davidson, your destination dealer. 
Let's face it, selling a home is stressful, difficult, and costly. The repairs, the showing your home to strangers, the months it takes to get to closing. And then what do you do with the 20 years of belongings you've accumulated? There's an easier way and you have nothing to lose to try it out. Grandview Homes will give you a no obligation, fair cash offer and close on the day you choose. We buy your home completely as is, no repairs whatsoever. Take the belongings you want and leave the stress and the mess to us. Call or visit grandviewhomes.com. The new Raid Essentials Light Trap uses light to attract, then trap, flying insects like fruit flies and mosquitoes. For insecticide protection that's people and pet friendly, get new Raid Essential Light Trap. Alleviate your pain, rejuvenate your life. Rejuvenex.com. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Eric Bilstad and Vince Vetrano. Brewers this morning now, once again, 12 games from free hamburgers. We're all fascinated by free. I mean, it's, <laughs> you say free, I mean, that's going to get the best marketing slogan ever. Yeah, it is. Brewers manager Craig Council with us on Wisconsin's Morning News Tuesday. Best marketing ever because... <laughs> We just gave George Webb all this pub and hype, right? For nothing. And they didn't even have to pay out. For absolutely for, nothing. For days we talked about those ah. Webb hamburgers. Corbin Burns for the crew, seven innings, only one run, and that was in the first inning. And then that was that. Cubs win one and nothing. Snap the Brewers streak at nine games. Nine times. Nine times. We are still four games ahead of the Cubbies in the race for the division. One ten is the first pitch from Wrigley Field this afternoon. 12.45 broadcast time here on your home of the Brewers, WTMJ. The initial 53-man roster is set. That's what it even says on the Packers' website. The initial roster, because it will likely change. Right. Yes, cut day was yesterday. As of now, the morning after cut day for the NFL, no major surprises for the green and gold, other than they don't have one of their positions filled. They're a little light. A few positions, including at long snapper, where they have zero right now. <laughs> they don't have a long snapper. So that's a gap. Yeah, not a problem. <laughs> uh, ESPN Wisconsin's Jason Wilde was on Wisconsin's Afternoon News yesterday. He said, yeah, so here's how this works. So the long snapper is Matt Orzek. He's going to be signed today. But because of some logistical stuff, they had to keep an offensive lineman on the team and then put him to IR today. So they had to let him out, let him go. So essentially, he is out there right now for the taking. If you were ready to have this guy be your long snapper, and he has been one in the league, he won a Super Bowl with the Los Angeles Rams. If you're one of the other teams and you're not so sure about your long snapper, Boy, you could really mess things up for the Packers if you said, hey, we're going to claim Matt Orzek and put him on our roster. And then the Packers would be scrambling for a long snapper. And this is why we need the NFL season to start as soon as possible because this, <laughs> this is, is what, what we are about. reporting on. Hey, long snapper, I mean, it's not a sexy position, but it's super yes, important. Yes, it's important, right? but it's fine. I, we'll see what happens. Have you, ever sna- have you ever long snapped? I wish I would have uh, started that when I was young because I'd still be in the league right now. I did it JV football we were for, for exactly this kind of reason. I don't know, our regular guy was out and like, all right, you want to try? So... How'd it go? For a while, I was the long snapper on the punt team for That's JV awesome. football. Oh, fantastic. The last time I long snapped, 20 yards past the guy, <laughs> way over his head, over our punter. He picks it up and runs it in for a touchdown. See, there you go. My last coach, time and the first time you ever Yeah, snapped. it was the last time. Coach grabbed me by the face mask and goes, Petrano, nice snap. Right? It worked. <laughs> it worked you got out. six. 718 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Only doing it because I like a good story, Ian. I think this is a good story. 
I don't know how many people have this on their radar unless you are super into politics in the state. Something probably Jeff would talk about or Steve would talk about on their shows. Sure. Getting into the ins and outs. It's a lot of inside baseball. It's an important position, no doubt. I'm going to talk to you about Megan Wolf, who's the administrator of the Wisconsin Elections Commission, whose term in that role has expired. And they are warring in Madison over what to do about that. And that's where I just think it's a, it's an, it's a salacious political story <laughs> with lots of ins and outs. And I, I do recognize it is an important position because there's so much controversy surrounding elections, how they are administrated, and the various guidance that the Wisconsin Elections Commission gives to local clerks about how to do this, absentee ballot. So it's an important job. But the ins and outs of how this is playing out over this one position, that's what's interesting to me. So her term was up this summer. Republicans don't like her. What we have here in the Wisconsin Elections Commission is three Democrats, three Republicans are appointed to run the position. They are the commissioners, right? Mm-hmm. And this yep. was created by Republicans. But now they don't like how it keeps turning out. Why do you create a body that has in its charge to vote on things, but make it even representation? There's six people on there. So guess what happens every time there's a controversy? Well, if you don't do that, then it turns into another political entity. Well, yes, but you have a 3-3 tie. Everything something comes up (laughs) controversial. And so how the tie is broken, according to the rules, is then the Wisconsin Elections Commission staff, essentially Megan Wolf, breaks the tie with, all right, well, we're going to do this. And she doesn't often side with Republicans. And you can debate whether or not that's right or wrong or whatever, but that's their beef with her is like, boy, every every time things come to a tie, seems to go the other way every time. So they want her out. But to get her out, the maneuvering that they did, the Republicans on the commission decided to put her up for reconfirmation, nominate her again to this position. Nominations are subject to review by the state Senate. So their idea was, let's nominate her again for the job since her term is up. Let's put her before the Senate. The Senate will not confirm her and therefore will choose somebody new. Well, the Democrats outflanked him on that. See, the three Republicans put her forward for nomination. Three Democrats abstained. We need a majority vote in order to be nominated. Well, they're holding hearings nonetheless on a nomination, which has not happened. Democrats thought they had them outflanked. They thought, look, you can't hold confirmation hearings on a nominee if there is no nominee. And right now we have no nominee, and therefore Megan Wolf is still the administrator of the Wisconsin Elections Commission. Right. They went forward with a hearing anyway in Madison yesterday, but the chair of the committee, uh, Dan Canodal, Republican Germantown, uh, told the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel he's not sure whether or not they'll actually hold an executive session and take a vote. There are various legal positions on that. State Attorney General, who in fairness is a Democrat, sees it the other way and says, nope, this is, this is status quo. We don't have a nominee. You can't vote to confirm or not confirm someone who hasn't actually been nominated. Republicans think they might find some way around that, but that's that is what's playing out over this important position right now. I just think it's fascinating how each side is looking at the other, going, "What's your next chess move here? Here's our chess move." Meanwhile, we are sure moving the state forward. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nice job, state legislature. <laughs> way to move Wisconsin forward. Oh, and also uh, bickering over sausage making. Everyone in the state supreme court hates each other too. <laughs> F you. That's kind of what's happening there in our statewide politics. So something to watch. We'll uh, let you know whether or not there's movement on whether or not there will be a confirmation vote. And then even if there is, there will probably be lawsuits. So it won't be resolved anytime soon. Meanwhile, Megan Wolf just keeps doing her job. And by the way, speaking of the state, the state justices, why? Why? Who told them that they had to be as miserable as the state legislature? <laughs> right. Can't you just do your job? Right. We shouldn't hear Honestly. a lot about it, right? God.
Seven we don't have to be divisive. We don't need to hear everyone complain and bitch all the time. Yes, we must. Gee, strongly worded this, strongly worded that. And everything just sort of leaking out to the media. Ah. Brewers 360 is sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited. And play-by-play man Jeff Levering is with us this morning on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline. Morning, Jeff. He said... Got me now, level. He's upset about the hamburger thing too. This oh, is... no, no, no! You guys got me. Yeah, there all is. right, got there you. Uh, this is not all my right, fault. Sorry. It's been suggested that I started talking that I that I started talking about hamburgers too early, and therefore <laughs> I cost the Brewers the streak. Inaccurate. No, you're no, you're fine. There's nothing. That, there's there's no such thing as an announcer's jinx. You know what? Because we have nothing to yes. do with it. No matter what anybody says, if I'm doing a basketball game and I say a guy has made 15 consecutive free throws and he clangs one, it has nothing to do with me. I did not shoot the shot. Hasn't, hasn't, so hasn't after, missed a putt after, inside six feet for the tournament. Oh, and so there it after is. the right, first yes. inning, after the first inning tonight, if the Cubs go down one, two, three, will you say, okay, the no hitter is intact as we go to the <laughs> no, second? <God. laughs> I will, just for you, okay? <laughs> Would you? One, two, three, we'll just not hey. give up a base in the first inning. I will say the no hitter is intact. <laughs> Don't promise yes. that. We'll be listening. <laughs> Oh no, I'll do it. It's okay. We got a we got an afternoon game. Oh, okay. right. it's school. on. I'll do it. Oh, afternoon game. So it's loose. Is that it? No, 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 no. I'm <laughs> just saying that you guys won't be in bed by the time that that we hit the air. That's a good point. Anxiously awaiting yeah. that call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No hitters intact. So, all right, nine in a row. That's awesome. I mean, we are still four games ahead of the Cubs right now in the race for the division. Would be nice to get this one, then win the series, and then come on home. Yeah, I think that that's the point. It's just to win series. Um, you know, coming down here and, and sweeping is never an easy thing. So you, you took care of business. You won game one. I think that put a lot of pressure on the Cubs for yesterday's ball game. Justin Steele, listen, he pitched his tail off. He got hit with a line drive in the knee and, and continued to pitch really well after the second inning. Um, Lewis Corbin Burns was fantastic too. It's just a an RBI ground out where the Cubs executed in the first inning. The Brewers had the same situation in the top half of the first inning and. Willie Adams at the line drive. It's it's two feet to the right, two feet to the left, or if the infield's playing in, the Brewers get two runs. So that's just the way the ball fell yesterday. They hit a couple of balls that on any other day at Wrigley Field, they get out, but the wind was blowing in, and they didn't get out last night. So, Jeff, one of the big stories across the league, the Anaheim Angels, who had just really been struggling, uh, just waved a bunch of people, including Hunter Renfro and others, like a couple of pitchers and whatnot, and these guys are now going to be available. Obviously, there's an order as far as your record goes, and who can grab any of those folks? Would the Brewers be interested in Renfro? Would they actually take a look at some of these guys that have just been cut? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, and if any of these players get to get to Milwaukee in terms of the waiver priority, the, you know, it's worth a shot. You're, the the team that picks up the player is still on the hook for the rest of their salary for the rest of the season. So you're essentially paying a sixth of that player's yearly salary. Um, so kind of cash is king at the moment. And if the Brewers have the need and if they want to go out and get any of these players from the Angels, um, it's up to, to Matt Arnold and the rest of the ownership group to figure out a way to do that. Um, but they've got to get to the Brewers, and they're having a really good season. Their, their record is what it is, one of the top records in Major League Baseball. Um, so the likelihood of any of those players falling to the Brewers is, is probably not very strong. 
Um, you know, the Cubs are ahead of them. You could change your pitching staff. The Reds are ahead of the Brewers. They could change their pitching staff. The Giants, the same deal. Um, so we'll see if any of those guys fall to the Brewers. If they do, we'll see what happens. Is this normal? I, I feel like I've never heard of this before, where it's this many players from one team just getting dumped. Well, because they should have had the fire sale six weeks ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Vince, you're right. You're right. They should have done this before, and then Shohei Otani got hurt two days after the yeah. trade deadline. And everything just kind of went off the rails. This does happen, but the way that the trade deadline changed, where you don't have that waiver trade deadline uh. in September, um, that's why this is happening now. The the Angels can still pull these players back. They can they, they could get claimed, and they could say, no, 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 I'm we're good. We're actually not going to get rid of this player. It's a strict salary dump, is what it is. Um, it has happened in the past, but just not with this quality type of player. Uh, and, and this is a number of players. Essentially, anybody of any value, with the exception of Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, they put on waivers. You think uh, Brewers general manager Matt Arnold is trolling over there? His guy, and, hey, I offered you a whole lot of stuff. Just, just <laughs> want to let you know what what you passed on. Well, I'm sure he is. And now you can say, <laughs> well, we're going to pick him up and just we're going to get him for just a little bit of cash. You yeah. don't even get any human. And you get nothing. <laughs> you get Not nothing in like balls. it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you get nothing and like it. One ten first pitch in Chicago. <laughs> We're listening for that first inning call level. All right, I'll have it ready and geared up for you. Okay, make sure we're rolling on <laughs> yeah, that. We better go one, two, three. Ten minutes before eight. Mark Tauscher up next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Idea man. You go somewhere where you don't know and you don't really study much. Just kind of assume that everything is smaller, and then you realize the distance is the same here as it is in the U.S., even though it's metric and everything else. Innovative. Sometimes ignorance is bliss, and in this case, I don't know if I'd say it was bliss, but I was definitely ignorant. And Packers Hall of Famer. <laughs> you just made the oh, open God. for tomorrow. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News, presented by fellow windows and doors of Wisconsin and Kohler Services. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News is sponsored by your southeastern Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Tausch on the line with us this morning. Brandon has been uh, producing the program instead in the stead of Greg Pancake Hill, who is out on baby duty. He's had his first child, Tausch. But uh, Brandon informs us that you will be in studio tomorrow. Uh, no. No, I'm going to be, I'll be at home. Uh, not in studio tomorrow. I must have missed some miscommunication with Brandon and I. Now he's looking at me. What? I'm heading up. <laughs> uh, we're heading watching? up to Green Bay, so oh. I'm, I'm excited. I I, I met, let him know that Friday I'll be up in Green Bay for City and Jordy Nelson's Packer Hall of Fame induction, which is tomorrow night. Oh, Josh. Miscommunication by me. Josh and Jordy going in. Have How many of those have you attended outside of, of course, your own? Uh, I want to say I've probably been to five or six now, and hopefully as time continues to unfurl, there'll be more because there's uh, there's a lot of guys that I played with and had a lot of success with that. And there's some guys that I played with in the first part of my career that will get in at some point too. So uh, those are always a lot of fun, and it's you know we always look at how can we all get together with everybody's schedules being busy. And it's nice when it's not a only a funeral or a wedding that you get together. This is one of those ideas, and Josh is actually looking at this as a retirement party it's five or six years after he retired. Cool. So uh, it's it's always a ton of fun to get everybody together in a, in a festive atmosphere rather than uh, when you usually get together with people that you haven't seen for a while. See, for us normal folk, like we go to Portage and like rent an Airbnb and see our college buddies. 
<laughs> Tausch goes to the Packers Hall yeah. of Fame and celebrates. Well, that's where his buddies listen, are. Swan Lake and Portage is beautiful, so I can understand why you'd want to go to Portage, or if you want to go to Baraboo and you hit the circus. I, I, those are all great things too. It's just, yeah, I, I, I enjoy getting back up to Green Bay and spending some time with some former teammates. Where do they awesome. have the formal proceedings, Tausch? So the formal proceedings are always in the atrium, and they just okay, cool. they throw as many tables as they can possibly get in there, and. Uh, you know, when I was fortunate to get inducted in 2018, it was, it's it's a little bit, um, you know, you go and speak at different things, a couple hundred people, and all of a sudden there's a thousand people or 1,500 people or whatever it is, and it's a little more daunting so that the nerves and the juices get flowing a little bit more uh, when you're speaking in front, and then especially you know it's going to be an emotional night because so many of the people that are in that crowd had such a big part of how you got there, uh, that makes it even that much more special. How do you decide where the post game is, though? Where's everybody going Ooh, after? Good right. question. That is a good question. So for for Ryan Longwell and myself, we post gamed at the Tundra Trio houses. We, you know, obviously, uh, working for GKB mm-hmm. and being right down the door, and having all the for- my former uh, teammates and uh, trainers and everybody else just being able to pop over and. You know, crack open a Coors Light afterwards. That that was ideal. So that's where we did it. I think Josh and Jordy, uh, their plans are very vast. I don't think I can reveal what we're all doing afterwards. <laughs> but let's just say if you're over in the Titletown area, I think you'll. That's probably where we'll be. So which one will be funnier? Who will have the funnier speech? Do you predict? Ooh. So City has got that cutting edge. Like he's got that humor that's a little more cutting. Uh, but Jordy's sneaky funny, and his is more subtle. And I think City's gonna. I think he's gonna get super emotional. I think City tears up a lot more, and I think Jordy's gonna end up being funnier. That's funny. Jordy said, "Still one of the funniest things I've heard a guy say." I don't even know if it's funny. It just it's it stuck with me. I heard him speak at some uh, event that I was at, and I remember folks were asking him about, you know, did you ever want to play someone bigger, someplace bigger than Green Bay? You want to move on? You want to go to the big city? Whatever he goes. Green Bay's the biggest city I've ever lived in. I'm good. <laughs> he played at K State. He was a farm kid. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, it's Jordy. There's a reason Jordy is such a monster fan favorite, and his great play on the field, obviously, but is also very relatable. All right. Well, we'll do it again tomorrow, Tausch. 